In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my literary leprechaun is the one and only... Why, it's Travis Ratz here. <laughs> I feel like that's the way a literary leprechaun would sound like. I know you thought I was going to go, go like, like straight up Irish. Hi, I'm here. You know, but and I went more. But he's literary. Yeah, he's like a, like a Mark Twain. He's, he's, a, ref, he's a refined. A refined. <laughs> pleasure. Be, that sounds like a weird Australian. <laughs> so welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. On this podcast, we do uh, a book club, a comic book club, like the Oprah Book Club, every other week where we uh, do a trade or graphic novel. We bring a guest down. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. And in the Inbetweeners, which is an episode you're on right now. We call them variants. We call them variants. On a variant edition uh, we talk about comic books. We have interviews with creators. We kind of talk about what, what what's going on for us in the world of comic books, what we're into. We have just dumb discussions. That's what you're treated with today, guys. Yeah. You're treated um, with... Big old dumb discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're treated to an interview. Uh, last week, we uh, we talked about All My Ghosts on the podcast, a uh, indie All book. All My Ghosts. We talked about the indie book All My Ghosts from Alterta Comics, written and drawn by uh, Jeremy Massey. Uh, Jeremy Massey is our guest this uh, this episode. Ooh. So it's it was very weird. To, like we did a, We've had guests on the show before, but we've never done a full-on comic book club about their book. Uh, and had them on. So this is the first time we've done a full-on comic book club, then had an interview. Uh, so I was kind of – I oh, just puked in my mouth a little bit. I don't know if you could hear it on the microphone. <laughs> and maybe you could. And Not from nerves because you're drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so, uh, so it was kind of interesting to be able to talk about the book and have like some critical thought on it and then go into an interview – and be able to ask some questions about it in the interview. Did we get some things right, Josh? I think we did. Did we I get some we things right? We got some things right. right. I feel like we. I feel like we. We got the the heart of the story. Did we hurt his feelings at all? No. I, well, he doesn't hear the interview, so I don't know if he's. I don't know if we hurt his feelings or not. But we, no, I'm saying about during the interview. Did you say no, anything? No, like, did I you w- call him names. I didn't. I usually okay. tend not to call okay. guest names. I, before every interview, I have to sit Josh down. We have to have a big boy talk about how to treat people you're interviewing. Yes. Not call them shit bags. Not call them. Shitbag. I've never wanted to call someone I've interviewed a shitbag before. I don't know that I've called anybody a shitbag. Well, I don't know. But anyway, so interview, good interview. It's coming up later on the show. Jeremy Massey was awesome to talk to you, so stick around, listen to that interview. But first. Oh, we got we got some uh uh some news. With some uh, news. Uh boot crate the, is going strong. The boot crate is going on, so here's what I need you to do. I want you to win this boot crate. Yes, you. You listening to this in your car right now. You've got one headphone in uh, connected to your phone because you don't want you want to be able to hear the if sirens are coming. So you're right. so you've got one headphone in, or maybe you're at the office right now. You're listening to it while you're typing away, or maybe this is your aphrodisiac to get your lady in the mood. Yeah, maybe you and your lady are listening oh, to this right now. Before smooth voices. Yes, there's nothing smoother than Batman, Spider Man, Swamp Thing. Oh, that's the dirtiest one of the things. <laughs> what dirtiest one of the things? There's either an orange thing or there's a swamp thing. That's right. Oh, orange thing. Orange thing's going to be like dry and rough. Swamp yeah. thing, swamp I feel. Thing's swamp thing's naturally thing's... lubricated, bro. <laughs> that's, that's for her pleasure. Swamp thing's the way to go. That's right. But anyways. And even in the movie, swamp thing. If he's, he's always getting the ladies. Yeah, he's always carrying them off into that bayou. Yeah. 
Which is what you do with the ladies. That's right. Carry them off into the bayou. Uh, so here's what we've got, Travis. With boot crates going on, there's two ways. Two ways that you can get entered into the boot crate, boot crate drawing. Number one, write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review on iTunes. Go in. Find us. If you listen to us on iTunes, do, do a review. If you listen to us in some other way, find us on iTunes. Write a review about the show. Uh, and then you need to do me a favor. I can't discern who wrote the review very easily. So you can tweet me and say, hey, I wrote the review. This is what it says. Or you can email me. And in the email, comicexposure at gmail.com, you can tell me that, hey, I wrote a review. Here's what it yeah. said. Or you can leave your uh, Twitter handle yeah. in the review if you're okay in, with in that. In the review if you're cool with that. Uh, the other way is to send us some questions to comicexposure at gmail.com. If we love your question, we're going to talk about it on the show. And then I'm going to put you in the drawing for the boot crate and it's a random drawing for boot crate and you're gonna get so much of our cool shit it's gonna be great we got a great curated boot crate we talked about it last a week's a episode great, great curated I'm just gonna say crate. I went ahead and added the comic exposure t-shirt it, it, there's a comic exposure t-shirt there is, in com- a, there is a comic exposure t-shirt that is the least of the awesome things yeah. in that boot so there we go yeah do it get yourself entered into the boot crate contest so let's go we'll not gonna do it Trav- that tra- wouldn't tra- be prudent Travis Rath that's, um, that's topical right the Ross Perot impression it's from that Dana Carvey that's, that's George W. Bush uh, not gonna do it that's George W. Bush that's, oh, that, that's H.W. That not that is, W. that is that is that's old George what was, what was Dana uh, Carvey's can't uh, finish can't finish can't finish can't, oh, that's a good one Josh <laughs> that's good can't <laughs> finish can't finish can't finish and then I have, you have to have a, you have to have like a, a chart behind you yeah and everybody who's our age gets it but then anybody younger than us is like who the hell is Ross Perot no clue big ears well because we stopped Texas. having third party candidates hey Gary Johnson Gary that. Johnson's pretty high let man let him debate I let, let him debate let him debate I, I probably won't vote for Gary Johnson but let him debate man open this open this stuff up open, open your hearts open it up yeah fix it <laughs> fix it so not, not gonna do not it gonna do not gonna do it wouldn't be prudent <laughs> so here's, here's what this is us do. talking politics this is, why, <laughs> this is why you listen to the show yeah just for the for the political insight of Travis and I, uh, <laughs> so let's get let's, let's get, get into serious. It. Let's get serious. Let's so, get literal. The last the last podcast in our comic book summer, we read all my ghosts, and on the podcast, we had a discussion about how it felt the most like a short story. Mm-hmm. That it was. I don't want to say that it felt like it was an adaptation, but it felt very much like the most literary thing we've read. Right, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the most novel, like yeah, because I mean, even if you go back, to, even if you go back to something like uh, my friend Dahmer, that read more like uh, like, like a, an A and E biography, yeah. Like, a, like that type of thing, or like a, yes. um, a ref- yeah. This is the most novel, like one. And so here's here's what I'm, here's what we're gonna talk about, Travis. You threw down the gauntlet to me. You threw down the gauntlet to me. You, you texted me because we don't we don't speak in person until we do the podcast yeah. ever. We never talk even in when we're setting up. Complete yeah, complete silence. I tweet you if I need to say yeah. it, or I text you. So here's what here's what I need from you. Set me up. What's the discussion? What's the so discussion the idea you? was to uh, I started thinking about it. and I was like, oh wow, you know what? I know they do some uh, adaptions of um, novels or plays. Like they have they have like a hundred like Romeo and Juliet comic books out there. Um, but I was like, oh, I wonder what if you could have your choice, Josh okay. and audience. You can okay. play along with us if you could have your choice, fans. Uh, what what novel do you think would adapt well into a comic book form, a graphic novel form? So that's the first question. What novel do you think would adapt well to a comic book form? And the follow-up question in that is – so the idea is the writer still writes that, even if they're dead. If you say something by Mark Twain, it's still Mark Twain 
writing that novel. Hopping frogs at Calabasar County. Oh, you picked mine. <laughs> I did not, did I? <laughs> no, the jumping frog. <laughs> jumping Cal- frog. Calvers County. That's know, good, Josh. Making up stuff. That was really good, though. <laughs> a jumping frog. Very complimentary of you tonight. <laughs> That's good, Josh. It's not. You, pa- it's not. You, it's not patronizing you, you at all. You half knew the name of an old Mark Twain story. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here's what I want. I want. I want. But okay. So the writer is the same. Yeah. But we get to pick the artist. Uh, but you get to pick the artist. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to start because okay. I, I want to get a feel. I want to know what you're picking before I make my pick. Okay. Not because I think we're going to pick the same thing because I know we won't pick the same thing, but because I want to know. Do I have a couple picks in mind? So I want to know like where is this? Where is this discussion going? Okay. So, I'm gonna have you go so I have I have I have two. I'm just gonna give you one. Okay. I'm gonna give you one as a teaser. Okay. I, they're both equal as far as what I think that they that I would like to see. Okay. Um, uh, Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Okay. Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. I think uh, <clears throat> for those of you who haven't read Heart of Darkness, um, this is a story that takes. It's about imperialism and it's about a lot of things, but it goes through like the jungle, the oh, Congo. We okay. take. The, the oh, movie, you got me. You the, got me. The ju- the jungle part. Yeah. The, okay. You know the movie Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that was a Vietnam adaption of uh, Heart of Darkness. So this takes place in the Dutch Republic of the Congo. That's correct. Are sir. there people getting their hands cut off? There is some pretty violent stuff <clears throat> done to the natives. Uh, it is like a first-person narration. I believe it's been a while since I read it. Uh, I believe it's first person. Uh, and um, you know, you're you're following. Um, uh, our character through the jungle as he goes and tries to find Kurtz and it's where the horror of the horror is from and the reason I think this would be good because it's it, it's got a lot of depth to it it's it's not a fast paced novel at first I was thinking oh maybe I could think I guess like uh, Ender's Game or like a Fahrenheit 451 or something that has a little more you know uh, out there elements to it but reading All My Ghosts got me excited because I'm like oh you know you can have a slow burn story yeah and make it really engaging. And I think that uh, Heart of Darkness uh, with – I think one of the things with Heart of Darkness is there's so much detail in that book uh, that the artist is going to have a lot to pull from as far as uh, how they choose to portray the, that, that text in the uh, uh, comic book version, in the graphic novel. All right. Who's your, who's your artist? Interesting. So I, I went <clears throat> back quite a uh, ways, and I was like, oh, who are my people? But actually, I didn't have to go back too far to find my artist. Okay. Justin Nguyen from Descender. Ooh. I like that watercolor style. I think that would fit really cool in the jungle, uh, That the doing the, the jungle scenes and these really watercolors, and, and I, think that's, I think that would just really make this book pop. I like that. I like that. All right. So, so. I go... I go. I have you go. My books are very, very disparate. They're they're a little they're a little all over the place. So I have a. uh, I didn't go as classic as you. I figure. So here's the things that I like to see. Let me let me preface. Here's the things that I like to see in comic books. I love sci-fi. Yep. But I also love sort of the mundane weird. A little bit like okay. it's a little so all my ghosts was pretty this sounds like you're about to say dune it was mundane it sounds like you're gonna say dune dune is one of my choice <laughs> one of my possible choices one of my possible choices my first choice that i thought would be good is high fidelity Ooh. now high fidelity oh, has oh, yeah. high fidelity has a movie yep but does not follow the book book is really <laughs> british yes book. very british um i think high fidelity would make a great graphic novel and here's why here's why mm-hmm. I like that I would have to work to hear the music. Just yeah. like when you read the actual novel, you have to work to hear yeah. what the soundtrack is. 
I want you. I want you to have to. I want you to have to dig in to what's going on. Like our book uh, that relies a lot on music. Um, uh, we you can uh, we can never uh, go we home. We can never go home. Yeah. And so, like, if you want to hear what they're listening to, you've got to like go and like see, search it out, and it's experience separate from the book. That's an excellent choice. And so, high fidelity is my choice. I, however, do not have an artist for high fidelity. I think I want someone. I don't want anything too realistic. Um, what about um, who's doing sex criminals? That's my choice for my other. That's my oh, choice okay, for okay, my other. Okay, that's my choice for my okay, other. Chip okay. Zdarsky yeah, yeah, Chip, is my yeah, choice yeah, yeah. for another book. Uh, I think if I was going to give this one, uh, if I was going to have high fidelity to anybody, there's a there's going to be a lot of. I, I bet the colorist is more important than the artist on a on a graphic novel for high fidelity. You're probably right. I feel like that that book just needs to have a, a real almost this vinyl. Vinyl is not a color, people. Yeah, but it has to have like a real kind of like you can, vinyl. You can feel. Yeah, you can feel the color. And I think you're almost going to get that more from the color than you would from actually uh, pencils yeah. and inks. I think I think you're right. I think uh, I'm not I'm not nailed down on a uh, I'm not nailed down on an artist for it. I didn't think that hard about that one, so I'm kind of in the. Uh, I'm kind of in the video, but if I could pick a colorist for it, Jordi Belair is my colorist. Mm. Jordi Belair is magical. From she, uh, she like every book that you think has a good colorist on it, right. Jordi Belair colored it. She, she, what about Matt Hollingsworth? Uh, he's the other guy. He's mm. the other guy. Uh, you know who would be a good one uh, for high fidelity? Um, there was like a, a so any of the guys who did. Uh, BPRD. I was about to say that. I was about <laughs> to say that. Any of the guys who did BPRD because yep. there's just this like this balance between cartoony yeah. and realistic yep. that I think would do. So a guy like Tyler Crook, right, right. who's doing uh, he, he's doing um, why can't I? It's a horror story. Um, Harrow, Harrow, Harrow County right yeah. now. He would be great. Mm-hmm. But he's he's maybe a little too creepy, but I think he'd be good. I also think I might enjoy it if um, Matt Kent did it or Kint. I'm not sure how okay. you say his name. He's super super indie. Him and his wife are doing a book right now. He he uh, draws and his wife does the watercolors on it. Oh cool! Uh, out on Dark Horse, um, he did Mind Management. Uh, super oh, yeah, indie, but I, I think yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think it'd be kind of cool. It'd be a different take for it. Yeah yeah. I mean you're going to yeah you're going super indie on that. Yeah, and I think the story might be. Um, Kind of, it's not weird enough itself. for that. Yeah, it's yeah, not weird yeah, enough to be that yeah. indie. Uh, but I think a BPRD, any anybody who did that, did that sort of the last couple years on BPRD would be would be a good would choice. Would be a good choice. Yeah, I think so. I agree. So, I agree. Do you have another choice? What's your next pick? Yeah, my other one was um, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay, Ken Kinsey. Um, and we have we have a we have a movie of it. We do. Have a movie so I want I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me who why. No, tell me why would you rather see it like that than like a movie? Well, you know, in in the book itself is actually written uh, uh, stream of conscience. Okay. Uh, from like these like people in the men- freeform jazz. And, yeah, and really from these people in this mental institution. So it it drops you into this book, and you have to really get a sense of who these people are. And sometimes, like, I mean, when the chief is talking, you're like, this is broken. And, and so it becomes a really interesting book that's separated by chapters. So I think you could have different sections of the book be in different stream of consciousness. And I think it would be a cool... Uh, way for an artist different to play. artists or have artists Ooh, there you go like different artists for the, you know like the different character uh, or the different yeah. uh, sections of the book uh, but I think you know being from the psychedelic era and the, yeah. the merry pranksters and all that I think it would be fun to have someone like um, you know I think Jacques 
Josh oh, will do yeah. like a really good job of of uh, that kind of giving it some feel. Exactly, outside, exactly, outside the lines. exactly. And like, but at the same time, really sinking into maybe some of the psychedelic stuff yeah. of it. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And of course, Matt Hollingsworth in Cowboy Colors. <laughs> so here's here's my here's my other choice. Here's my other choice. Um, my other choice is and I so. Dune was one of my original choices, but you mocked me, so I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with Dune. my third choice. I'm gonna go with my third choice because I figured it would be too. If I said Dune, it would be too obvious, obvious. for you, and it would be uh, uh, Mobius. So it, so it doesn't. It, it seems like matter. it's it's Dune has already been resurrected in just about every geeky medium. Yes. yes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a comic book that went along with the '84 movie. Sure. Not, not very like. Um, but that's based on the movie. I want to base. Yeah, I'm the surprised book. there hasn't been like a series. Yes. Comic so, series. so, so here's here's my other one. Uh, there is a Christopher Moore book. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some Christopher Moore. Mm-hmm. Kind of zany, a little out there. He has a love story about two vampires. Yes, I blood sucking fiends. Blood, yep. uh, there's a sequel to it called You Suck. Also, very that's good. the one I read. That's the one yeah, I read. So, I didn't read the first one. I didn't know there was the yeah, first book. There's there's two books. That's probably why blood sucking like fiends yeah. and then You Suck. Uh, I would love that because his his stories are so sort of like scatterbrained, um, or they're just weird, right? There's like there's some normalcy to it, but there's mm. there's just there's this twist of like, well, that's weird. And so I would like to see that done. And then my artist is Chip Zdarsky. There's no he's got no film property to it, which is so surprising that his books are they lend they would I think they would lend themselves wonderfully to film because they're they're funny, but there's also like some heartwarming stuff to it. But I would like to see uh, Blood Sucking Fiends, a love story about vampires, which is not like Twilight at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in like 90, 1997, so it can't be. Uh, <laughs> by um, Chip Zdarsky. Because he's doing really good on sex criminals, and it's a very sort of mundane, but there's a little weirdness to sex right, criminals. Right, yeah. And so I think his kind of goofy, quirky style would, would go well with that book. Well, so here's the problem here. Um, when, yeah. I said, I, when I texted you the thing, this is why yeah. we got to talk and not yeah. text. You texted me back, well, why don't we do classic novels? Okay. So I made mine more in the like, the like yeah. what you read English class, and you went more modern. I went modern. So let's flip it. Okay. Let's – you give me something that uh, you would read that you'd want – a classic book that you'd want adapted for a graphic okay. novel. And then I'll give you a more modern one that I think would be cool. Okay. So you go first. Okay. Um, you know who I really like? Uh, since I've kind of gone more of like a literary genre, genre with my first two choices, um, Joe King, okay, uh, who wrote Lock and Key, yeah, uh, also has a great like horrible called Nosferatu, okay, um, and I think that um, I don't like going to the book for time's sakes, but it's really it's 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 horror, of course. We have Joe King on there, but it's a real oh man, it's a real nail biter, and I think that that would be uh. Uh, a great book to adapt or you know what basically i guess any of the king family books would be awesome like how great would it be to have it yeah as a, it would probably a, be play for would probably play pretty good who would you get to do it draw it jock yeah it's heavy shock yeah he does horror so well like once so, you read witches you're like was, he did you're like a, it's, it hard so to, like, it's hard to it's hard to see so anyone good. else do um, do it what about you what oh, classic man. one you want to adapt I'm trying to like I'm trying to think of one that I've read. That's that's number one. Something that I've read. 
and something that I would like to see adapted. I, I feel like for you it has to be something like historical, like with the war, like Red Badge of Courage. Or um, well, I think the thing for graphic novels, what you can think about for um, classic text is what doesn't necessarily pop and engage people as a novel, even though it's celebrated and it has uh, merit to the it. The red fern grows. <laughs> <laughs> We got, we got a sweet movie. Something like maybe like uh, uh, Scarlet Letter. Yeah, Scarlet Letter might be good. That's always the one like I people love it, but I, I, I always hated teaching it. I wasn't a big fan of it, but um, it's a brilliant book. I think something like maybe uh, Catch-22 would be good. Mm-hmm. We went, we, you know, sticking with that idea right. of like that his, like historical sort of look at things. Catch-22 would probably be a good one just because it's so – it's a pretty bon- it's a pretty bonkers sort yeah. of like storyline the way it's written. I think that would be a good one. And you kind of need some help when you're it's a, yeah. it's like a comic book cliff notes for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think that would be a good one. Um, but I don't know who I'd have draw it. I don't know who I'd, I don't know who I'd have draw it. Well, if you have any suggestions for uh, what you think would be a do we have any on uh, Twitter? No, I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, actually, someone did. Let me let me let me look it up really quick. Yeah, if you have, uh, if you want to uh, uh, give us uh, your opinion on what you think would be either a good a good novel adapt. Well, if you could adapt any novel into a comic book, what would you pick? You can uh, uh, tweet us at at Comic Exposure. Uh, let's see. Someone tweeted it to me, and this is where I tweet too much, so I've got to go back and I tweet too much. I drink too much. Too much. Oh, uh, someone tweeted us World War Z. Okay. Uh, someone said World War Z would be That's a good. Would one. Be good. Give them the Twitter um, handle. Get that Twitter handle out there. Let's see. World War Z, uh, Austin Hamblin. So at Austin A. Hamblin told us World War Z. That'd be a good one. Um, it's pretty like I, I think. Already kind of like in that genre of. Yeah. Nerds are, would gravitate to that real quick. Yeah. Uh, the God, other... I love high fidelity. That's such a great choice, right? That, I, you win. You <laughs> it was it. it was such a like a it was pretty it was pretty much like a that's yeah. a good one. Um, so here's one that I thought was kind of that was kind of funny. Um, uh, someone said uh, so. Scrappy don't our buddy Brent Jackson, who's been nice. on the show. He said uh, a Goosebumps book, <laughs> and he gave a specific. He said adapted by Scott Snyder. And Francesco Francovia. Okay. So okay. that that is a fantastic choice because Francovia is doing that afterlife with Archie, where you take like you know like a sort of kitty property and you do something right. dark yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Uh, and then another guy, uh, Ted House at the Hip Albatross, told us Lucifer's Hammer. Lucifer's Hammer. I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Uh, so at Hip Albatross. But I do like anything that has to do with heaven and hell. You, I, you, you are a preacher fan. That's right. So let's get into this interview, buddy. You ready? All right. Here we go. So I'm going to throw the interview. Uh, can we're we, talking can, to... we, can we jump into it? Yeah. Okay, but it's over there, so we got we to like, take a step back. Okay, we're, ready? If we're going to jump into this interview, ready? we need to get a head start. Ready? Okay, Two. hold on. Let me get back. Okay. Are we going to do it at the same time? Yeah. Ready? Go. Ah! Hold on to your butts. It's a comic exposure interview. And we've got a wonderful interview today on the podcast. We've got Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm going to say you're wrong, your last name wrong. I know I am. Is it Massey? No, that's right. It is right. Yeah, yes. That's right. All right. So we didn't say it wrong a bunch of times when we when we talked about <laughs> your book on the podcast. That's good. 
So I've got I've got Jeremy Massey on the podcast today. Jeremy is both an artist and a writer of comic books. Uh, last week we did uh, a comic book club on your book, All My Ghosts. So I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk to you about some other stuff today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it a lot. Awesome. So the name of our show is Comic Exposure. So I'm going to ask you to start off the interview. What was your first exposure to comics? What What's the first thing that got you into comics? The first thing that got me into comics was, um, I don't remember the issue number, but it was um, classic X-Men, which is, um, they were reprints of older X-Men comics from like the 70s and stuff. So when I was growing up, you know, this is kind of before trades and and all of that, you know, before you had a steady stream of all that going on. So they reprinted these old X-Men comics. And I I remember what happened in the issue. I don't remember the issue number. It was a John Byrne and claremont one mm-hmm. and they'd just gone off on some whack ass you know uh <laughs> interstellar adventure and uh they were coming back and they were just hanging out in the mansion and the whole issue was them just kind of coming back home and hanging out in the mansion so it was <laughs> I, i'd known like superheroes and stuff because i grew up in the in the in the 80s yeah. so you know we had the superman movies and yeah you know batman tv show reruns and all that and you know and cartoons and all that but with that issue, it was weird because they weren't doing superhero stuff. They're just hanging they were, out. They were just chilling. Like Storm was like taking care of her plants, you know, up in the in the attic, and like Wolverine was like stalking deer in the woods and all this. That's... It was just it was more character stuff than it was superhero stuff. And I I, I started reading um reading those after that. That was my first comic really, and I I I, I still remember. I still have it actually. It's it's funny how like you can you can pinpoint like uh, X Men seems to be like this pinnacle comic for a lot of people we talk to. It's either oh, yeah. it's either the X Men comic books or it's the X Men cartoon, right? Yeah, no doubt. So yeah, it, especially people my age, yeah. It it, it denotes like right like an, a certain age age group of people yeah. who go, oh yeah, no the the with Jubilee, yeah, that was the best cartoon ever. <laughs> right, right um, exactly. That's kind of one of my favorite things about the X Men is that like sometimes they just hang out and play volleyball, right? <laughs> like right or have a baseball game. Yeah, I always like those issues where. They're just chilling yeah that and and that's that's kind of like um it's weird because uh, like the comics that i like now are or, and do as well are more like that than they are you know kind of superhero type stuff so that i guess like i don't know why i was i, I was just drawn to that so they were just <laughs> hanging out so i don't know <laughs> so jeremy let me ask you um all my ghosts uh when did this come out it came out uh it came out this year yeah. i've been doing it for quite a while okay I mean, I, it was serialized um uh i'll turn to put it at i'll turn to comics uh, yeah puts it out and they uh it was on comiXology and and the idea was i would do like issues on comiXology and try to keep like a a schedule which okay you know of course didn't happen <laughs> um a lot of things happened when i was making this we had like um a lot of um uh, you know, some members of uh, my my wife's family passed away, mm-hmm. and we had a whole that's a whole lot of stuff happened while I was making this, so I didn't really keep to a schedule very well. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it took about maybe I think like gosh, I don't know, I, I hate to say it, I think it took like two years to do. But, yeah, you know, uh, you know, hell, why lie about it? I think it, yeah, it took about two years to do, but it came out. The book came out that's... this year. Okay, I was gonna say because I had. Um, I've been kind of like, uh, you know, alternate comics is kind of this, like, uh, this indie thing that I've been following for a while. I've got a couple right. books that I've picked up and, and I, had, I had, hadn't seen yours on comiXology. I kind of avoid 
I tend to avoid digital comics. I don't. I, there's just something about holding them that I just yeah. I find a lot more. Uh, there's something comfortable. There's like something comforting uh, about it. iPads, um, uh, tablets don't smell as well as uh, they don't. They newsprint, don't. do they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I had seen this, and I you you kick did uh did you kickstart it as an alternate Kickstarter? How does how does that whole I I did I did a Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I already had um he'd already said you know we're gonna you know put the thing out with just printing costs pretty yeah. much. So yeah. Um, that was. The, the Kickstarter was for that, and it, it did pretty well. Um, I'd never done a Kickstarter before, and man, <laughs> that's that's a lot of – that was way – like just getting them out there when the books actually got to my home. That's what I Getting all that stuff out is it's, – was, it's, it's insane. Like but if I ever do one again, I definitely learned so much. And got to streamline that process. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always see like guys, like comic book folks on Twitter, like when they have to go ship, like it's just, yeah. it's like a picture of their living room, and it's just comic books everywhere that they've got to, yeah, like they go this, to bag up and send them. There was this like older lady at the post office there mm-hmm. here, and I live in this really small town, and and she would see me like, you know, with a giant wheelbarrow or something coming <laughs> up, like like to the post office with these packages and. Uh, she was, she hated my guts, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it really was. But I mean, it's, it's a very, very cool thing, certainly. But I would yeah, I'd imagine it is having people like specifically go, you know what? I, I believe in what you're doing and I'm yeah. going to give you the money right now and yeah. you're, and it for something and you'll give it to me later. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And, and the, it's done a lot for, like people that are self-publishing yeah. and you know, it's, it's great. So, uh, yeah, comics for whatever reason, um, you know, you can, you can, uh, you can get some stuff done with Kickstarter. So that's cool. Yeah. But, so um, let me, so you are, uh, are you, you're in West Virginia or Virginia? I'm in Virginia. I'm like, right. Like Virginia kind of looks like a snail, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at this, if you look at the great Commonwealth there yeah. and like, I'm pretty much, uh, in the head of the snail. Okay. Like right, <laughs> right near like Tennessee, and uh, where all those like mountain states meet. Okay. Right, there. right, yeah. right, right where they all meet. So this, <laughs> all my ghost takes place in West Virginia, right? It's in it's in Wise County. It's oh, in Wise, Southwest. Okay, well, it's go. in it's in Southwest Virginia. It so. says Wise Virginia, mm-hmm. and when I yeah. read it quickly, I read West Virginia. <laughs> Lots of W's. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's in it's in like Southwest Virginia. It's it's literally it's. It's my hometown. It's where I live now, and I grew up here. Okay. I moved away for quite some time. We moved back here um, a while back. I got a job at a newspaper, actually, which is what the story's about. And um, when I was working there, um, some things that happened there kind of pretty much informed what happens in the in that's, the book. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask because uh, it is a, it's like a super personal. Um, as we as we read it, this is probably the most. Uh, novel short story-esque book we've read for for the podcast and I, I mean i don't mean that in like a uh i don't mean that in a in a bad way I, it's like the most it reads the most like a like a like a no, like a novella almost right, right um and and there's something real sort of like personal about it and and you know on the on the back page you've got the uh this book is a work of fiction any similarity you know like the right. the qualifier on it but we were all we, when, when we did the show we're like it just seems like this is there's a real personal something happened and so we were wondering if, if this was your town uh if if these were folks that although you know them you you know what i'm they're like a like right. a you know caricature or a right oh the news know. the newspaper that i worked at um I didn't 
the thing that happens in the book. There's basically um, it's about the you know the owner of a, a newspaper. It's been his family for years and yeah. years, and he has to you know sell it because it's it's not doing very well, and that's the way newspapers are all over the country. You know? Yeah, and um, so when I was working there, that actually happened to um, I worked as a graphic designer there, uh-huh. but that actually happened. Um, now the owner um, in real life uh, handled this completely differently. <laughs> the, the, the main character handled it with grace and dignity as well. I mean, as much as you, you could. Uh, and it was a tough time, you know, cause that, yeah. that had been in that uh, person's family for a while and for, for years, same as the book. Um, so I, I really tried to out of respect um, since I was using um, an event that I kind of saw yeah. her not use those people <laughs> just out of respect. Yeah, no. Now, that being said, uh, where I was working um, at the time, because uh, I wasn't working at the newspaper when I was doing this book, uh-huh. but I always wanted to do something about my time there. So um, while I was doing the book, um, as I was writing it, uh, where I was working, um, I was working for my family. And the same thing started to happen. The business was kind of going down and down. And so, you know, life was imitating art, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so I actually did experience that. Um, so, yeah, it is personal. And, and no matter what you – I mean, if, you, if you're doing fiction, and especially if you're doing comics, I mean, you're, you're spending, you know, up to 12 hours, you know, maybe longer on – on a page yeah. and a page is going to, you know, someone's going to look at a page for, as they're reading it for what, maybe, you know, like 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> to be that nuts about something and, and be that committed to telling a story that way, it's, it's personal, no matter what you do. I mean, even if it's the most fantastic thing in the world, <laughs> there's something personal you know, in it. There's something there that's yeah. Cause it's, it's a weird solitary way to tell, to tell a story it's like this monk like thing well especially if you know? you know you wrote and you illustrated this so i mean like right. you you tackled the whole thing all together it wasn't just you scripting it and, and sending it off and so uh I, I think that whenever an artist does both of those things that it's got it's got to be just a, a a hair more personal than yeah. if you, than yeah. if you just script it out i mean you're, you're kind of doing the the whole shebang for it. Um, yeah. So, who's the inspiration? And I don't. So, the the main character in this uh, is we, we were talking about on the show, and he is uh, so so Joe Hale mm-hmm. is like he's an antihero for sure, right? There's, oh yeah. There's, there's something. There's like a little. There's this. He he does something at the end of the book. You know he he you know you see him uh, kind of give away the money. Uh, and it seems very self selfless, mm-hmm. but but we were talking about it. And we're like, there's something really selfish about it too. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. about the way that he goes and he goes. Well, now I, he can just kind of he can just kind of run away. That's from great. Everything. I, I'm glad that people that someone's you know picked up on that because I, I really <laughs> I didn't you know people are 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 so mixed up. Yeah, and and oftentimes when you you know in life when you when you have to leave something behind you you burn bridges yeah and you 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 there's no clean breaks from anything and i i really wasn't trying to do um a story where it's like where everything's tied up because that's not how life works yeah 
and I, I was seeing that happen, and you know, in my own life, and I, it just doesn't happen that way. And I, w- I was really, really trying to capture that. So I totally agree with that, and that's something that I thought about. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> I'm glad that you picked up on that. You, I mean, that's something no one's really kind of said to me, and that's we, something that I thought about. So yeah, we're great. talking about it last night. We're like, you know, like he his actions seem like he he tries to be very you know very selfless about it. Right. He goes, hey, I'm paying for your college. Hey, I gave the rest of the money right. to my brother. Uh, but then it allows him to take off, right? So there's this it's, very like it's something that he's doing to kind of you know make himself feel better about about being selfish yeah you know? yeah, yeah it's exactly um so that's you, you totally wrote, cool <laughs> you wrote a very a very layered character in here uh who's going through what can be best described as a very midlife crisis uh um, definitely yeah and so uh have you ever just decided to shave your head and go to nashville has that has <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's very a very See, now the thing is, he's doing it as like a midlife crisis. I did yeah. it much earlier. Yeah. I'm actually very – like nowadays, I, I'm, I'm married. I've got two kids. I'm very calm. It's, it's, I used to not be. I used to do things like that, I, very erratic behavior, <laughs> and, and, uh, and do things like that. And that's part of that's, – that's part of me. And, that's, and I really did want to do something with this book that was more – the book that I did before – it was, it was, you know, it, it's, it was personal as well, but it was more, um, it was more, it was like, it was a superhero story. Is that sorta. deadbeat? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It, it's a superhero story filtered through my screwed up brain, but <laughs> you know, I wanted to do something a little more with what they call this, the, with that slice of life thing, for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, because that's what I kind of did before I did the deadbeat. Mm-hmm. I did that, you know, when I was doing the mini comics and all that. And I just, and I wanted to do something like that and then do something that was about where I'm from. And like I said, even though you're doing fiction, your own, your own stuff, your own crap seeps in there. You can't <laughs> help it. And I, I, you know, I had moments where I'd go buck wild and yeah, do things you, like that. I mean, there's something, there's something very punk rock about it, right? Like, yeah. And, and again, music, music's <laughs> another thing where I'm, uh, where I live as well, the area, um, it's funny because um, up in the mountains, known for like bluegrass, yeah. right? But that being said, uh, about maybe an hour from where I live is Bristol, which is um, a lot of people claim that's where yeah, it's the birthplace of country music, quote mm-hmm. unquote, right? So um, there's a really weird like music scene there where you've got that kind of thing going on, but then you've got people that aren't into that reacting to it, and punk rock, yeah, they're very <laughs> punk rock, like. Uh, and just kind of almost rebelling against that. Yeah. So, and that's why, and a, that's, and that's why that girly meets has a sweet black flag tattoo, right? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, dear God, I know like 10 girls just like her that are great, that, that, you know, uh, a lot of musician ladies, you know, around these parts and things. And, um, that's something I wanted to in there as well. Cause I actually, that's something that I've always done as well. I've, uh, other than the comics, the music thing, I've I've always done. I've always played music with people, and and again, just trying to get your own stuff in there. You know, yeah. your own life, it creeps its way in there. Yeah, there was this. <laughs> that's uh, I was we were talking about on the show, and that scene where he 
uh, he, you know, sees her at the show, the bass player at the show, uh, and that page layout, and and you do a really good job of like slowing the pacing, right? And, like that <clears throat> one, that whole page, just that one page where it breaks and it goes, you know. And I watched her for the whole gig, that that scene there. Yeah, it slows <clears throat> it down perfectly. And we were talking about how like we've all been to a show where that's happened before where like there's just something, it, you know, it's a very like Wayne's world moment when exactly <laughs> dream weaver. Yeah. <laughs> but like everybody, like I, we were all like, I've totally had that moment before. And right. like, you know, on the podcast, I, you know, I explained like, yeah, no, this is, I remember the show. I remember where it was at. I remember the band. Uh, and it's like one of those moments where you're like, yep, that's exactly, that's exactly yeah. what <laughs> that stuff that, that I think that part of the book was my favorite stuff to draw actually, because I mean, when I, when I needed a setting or something, mm-hmm. if I needed some background, I would go with my phone and just take pictures. And that place where they're playing is a real place. Um, the streets i'm just literally driving down the street taking pictures out of (laughs) hanging out of my car yeah um so it was cool to get all that in there there's that bristol there's a bristol sign yeah that i you know took a picture of and i i kind of like the drawing all that stuff it kind of makes me want to kind of visit it again maybe use that character or something some people have suggested that actually the 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 band in the in the book do something yeah. about them. That might be something I do in the future. I don't know. That's uh, enticing. <laughs> Travis, the the other co host of the show, was super excited that uh, she had Fred Astaire stuff all over her uh, all over <laughs> her apartment. It's uh, funny. He has. You don't that. run into many Fred Astaire fans. That's I know. And he, funny. he was like, "You guys know that I have like I have like three Fred Astaire pictures in my guest bathroom. Like he has like this. That's big... wacky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't find many people. Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so he was he was great. like that's he's like that made me really happy that that <laughs> that was in there. He's like I totally could have got. Yeah, with I knew that girl. this. Um, yeah, I, I knew a girl in uh in when I went to to college, like when I was at art school, that just she was actually she was a lesbian, but th- there was one man that she was attracted to, and it was she Fred said, Astaire, and it was Fred Astaire. <laughs> I don't know, and she's like I don't know why. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so let me let me ask Jeremy, how did how did you? I mean, when did you get into the idea of uh, that you wanted to do comics, or was this something that you'd you'd always pursued? You said you went to you went to art school. Um, yeah, yeah. What was it when you went to art school? Was it comics, or was it something else that you, that you went for? <clears throat> well, uh, the first the first school that I went to was um, VCU, which is in Richmond, Virginia, uh-huh. um, and I. Uh, I don't know the best. Well, I, I didn't do very well there. Let's just say <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't interested. The, the, the art school there is, is a great school, but it just wasn't, um, wasn't for me. And I wasn't interested either. I just yeah. kind of, um, I sat in my room a lot and drew comics and other stuff. Um, but <laughs> when I, I, I didn't do well there and, and I had to go elsewhere, um, my second year there. And, um, uh, some things occurred and uh, some people in my family, uh, some family members left me some money after they died. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a school like down in Savannah, Georgia, there's the Savannah College of Art and Design. And you can actually major in, they call it sequential art, which is a very fancy, very fancy way of saying comic books. <laughs> comic books, yeah. So I was like, that sounds freaking great. And I went down there and did very well, you know, um, because shit, you know, I'm doing comic books <laughs> for, <laughs> for schoolwork. So, um, 
that was great. But I'd always done comics. I, I um, like I said, I read that first X Men book, and I think the the first reaction I actually had was um, drawing stories after yeah. reading that. Like that, um, and I did them. You know, they were mostly like anybody else. You know, you're doing like the stuff you read, like just ripping off superhero stuff that you read. And yeah. When I was in high school, um, I'd I kind of quit reading superhero comics, but then because I was getting them just off like a spinner rack in a yeah in a in a drugstore, you know. But then a, a store opened up in our town, so um, a comic store. So I got to to see some other stuff that I hadn't really been you know that I hadn't seen before. Um, one of them was um, I really liked Hate uh, by Pete Bag because mm-hmm. um, this is the '90s, you know. Yeah. And, no. <laughs> and uh, because he was kind of writing about people that I I kind of knew. They those characters were familiar to me. I knew people like them, even though they're you know that's drawn in a very exaggerated, cartoony style. Yeah. It, it, some something about it is uh, still very familiar. It's it's a strange book I've always loved. But I got into that and like um, Love and Rockets was one um, that I got into. Um, the art in that when I was a teenager was pretty. Um, I, I loved and just a, people like that. And then, then from that, I kind of went in that direction and started reading like, um, actually before I'd, I'd gotten into like Robert Crumb and stuff. And then from that went to Pete Bag and like all those guys <laughs> and like the Dan Klaus and stuff and like Chester Brown and, and all that stuff. And then when you're reading that stuff, that stuff, the one thing that you notice that's different um, when you're reading that as opposed to like reading like X-Men yeah. or, you know, something from like Marvel or DC is that there's one name on there. Yeah. You know, there's one name on there. And that was crazy to me. That was, the, that was, that was the biggest like revelation to me. It's like, you, I can just do it myself. Yeah. You know, which had never occurred to me before, which is silly, but, um, so that's what got me into making it myself. So, um, that was, that was huge. Just realizing that, you know, I can, and also as far as subject matter, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, those, those, those creators are, are, you know, far more, uh, you use the term before, you know, like slice of life or, you mm-hmm. know, like a very, I, the term that everybody uses is just indie, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like this, and, a throwaway term that we use, but it really, you know, it's, it's that sort of, it's a very human story. Yeah, and also, too, some of the, like, throwaway things that those people would do. They're just like it's like somebody just smashed their id against yeah uh, a piece of paper, which and that's crazy. That's and that's good too to get out sometimes, you know. <laughs> so that was a big. And when you're a teenager, if you see somebody doing that, you're like, oh, good, you know, uh, you're pretty happy about it. Like I can, you know, you seeing some of the things that um, like Chester Brown was doing, like the weirder stuff, like um, what was that clown? But uh, Ed the Happy Clown, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like when I'm a teenager and and I'm just like reading that i'm like okay you you definitely don't feel as weird and strange <laughs> and you, you're reading that and you like you, you find like these kindred spirits kind of yeah you know so <laughs> that's a good feeling you know if you're the weirdo in the you know sitting in the back of the classroom so <laughs> you know <laughs> so you've got this is uh you've got three books out with uh alternate comics right is that yeah like well it's like two and a half two and a half <laughs> yeah the um it, the, the deadbeat was the first one and then okay. um uh my friend matt is a friend of mine named matt smith mm-hmm. not the not doctor who but <laughs> matt smith. um he uh 
he wrote he does a lot of cons in, in the area and he's kind of near me and um we we just like the first time i met him we really hit it off mm-hmm. and a lot of times at conventions um if you do a convention you're just bored out of your mind yeah sometimes you know you, you <laughs> there's nothing to do you know you sometimes they're very slow and um we were always like at tabling together mm-hmm. and we had like uh you know, we grew up too. We're around the same age, so we grew up in uh, basically on weekends going to video stores a lot when we were, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. You know, part of that generation, as well as you know, we had a lot of the same comic book. Uh, and when uh, and when you grew up, I, I grew up in the middle of in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. So when you grow up in a really small town, yeah, the the video store is right. the place to go and it's 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 always it's not like a chain it's always owned by some family right right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and they and they've exactly. mon- smells they, bad yeah they've monopolized the the like entertainment industry in your small town <laughs> right and they always had the best horror section yeah <laughs> so that's that's where we were we were but we both had the common ground there and we were just talking about you know all that stuff we loved like evil dead and and um you know like bad taste and texas chainsaw and all that stuff yeah so we were like, we should do a comic like that. And he um, he had like an idea um, that he sent to me that I was like, ah, we should do something like this. And it just kind of went back and forth and back and forth. And then we had this, we just did something with like camp counselors and <laughs> um, uh, cannibals, redneck cannibals. I wanted like hillbilly redneck cannibals. And um, it was, it's called Beasting. And uh-huh. it's half of a, he, he did that one. He wrote both the stories, Matt did. Um, I drew one in a, uh, a lady named Melanie Florencio drew the other, so it's like a flip book. Okay. It's called I think it's called Blood Drenched Creature Double Feature. <laughs> I think it's the name <laughs> of the, the book. But the half that I did was was called Beasting, and then um, so that's so two two and a half books is what we'll say. Two but, and a half. Um, yeah. And it got turned in. I saw. So in the back of this, it got turned into a slasher film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His he has a friend down. He's in. He lives in Macon. Uh-huh. Matt, the writer. And um, a friend of him named Will, a friend of his name Will Grammer, um, was like, I want to make a movie out of it. So they did like a kick, a gig again, Kickstarter. We come back to that. <laughs> they did a Kickstarter, and uh, um, I really, you know, I'm like, I just did it for fun. It's yeah. It's a shorter thing that was a lot of fun to do with my friend, and um, the only the only thing I said was like, if you're going to do it, I have to die in it. That's <laughs> that's bucket list. I want to die in one of these. Die in horror films. So. I you know, I get my wish and um so yeah I mean I I get to be in it and it was very surreal though going to, to watch them film it because <laughs> they they did a good job of um one one character in particular there's there's one that's got like a Dale Earnhardt shirt like a big number three yeah on his shirt and he like chain smoke he's got like skull on his teeth and I drew him like <laughs> as grimy as I possibly could and the dude playing him like. Spot on. Yeah, dude, it was weird. <laughs> so I where was, where can you where can one find this uh, this, um, this slasher movie at? They can they can just search like uh, I think Matt Matthew D Smith comics. If you like search that okay. in Google, you'll find his website. You can find that thing. It's uh, they're making a second one <laughs> that uh, you know I didn't. There's no comic or anything. Yeah. It's just they just kind of jump off from the first one. Well, I'm gonna and, um, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna tweet it out because it's it's I feel like funny. I feel like I need to see it. I feel like I need to see it. Now. <laughs> it's a uh, it's you know it it is what it's uh, set out to be. It's a uh, it's it's it was fun to do, 
And, you know, like I said, I can cross that one off the bucket list. <laughs> but I had a good time doing it. Uh, got to film in, like, the hot, you know, wonderful Macon weather, Macon, yeah. Georgia. So um, that added a nice uh, a little listening little, Yeah, I was going to say, a little, little muggy down there. <laughs> a little muggy, yeah. But it was great, yeah. Very had a good cool. time doing it. But uh, I'm doing another book with him, actually, or another project with Matt is it, is it the Is it the web, the, the one you guys are doing online? It's a webcomic? Yes. Uh, it just started. I think there's... I don't know how many pages. Page, I think like page 12, 12 pages. is what I thought. I think I, was, I, yeah. I found it today. I was looking at I read through the 12 pages of it today. Uh, yeah. And so it's kind of, uh, what's it, what's that one called again? It's called Amazing Age. Amazing Age. Okay. Yeah. And it's, um, it's actually, um, Matt was telling me about it and he was going to draw it. And I was like, yeah, you don't need to draw that. And I was like, I'll do it. Cause it really sounded like something that my kids could read. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I've, I haven't done that yet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want my kids to read anything I've done previously so um that was kind of of course i you know me and matt if he writes something he's really open to like if i have an idea about something you know where i i write as well yeah so it's kind of neat to we, we do a lot of back and forth but it was it was it's literally it's uh it's kind of like superhero like a, it's kind of like the, the chronicles of narnia okay but with superheroes so like some kids uh, there's one kid in particular that makes comics when he's young, mm-hmm. and this thing happens to him, uh, and he kind of stops making them. And then later on, when they're teenagers, him and his group of friends um, get like sucked into the comic book world that he that he made because he never finished the story. So okay. they get sucked into the world, so they, they have to finish the story basically, and like live through it. And it just sounded like where it kind of it to me it just sounded like chronicles of narnia but with superheroes and i was like i'm all about that because i grew <laughs> up reading those books so you know and <laughs> and it was an excuse to draw like um just 90s looking superheroes that's kind of <laughs> what i'm you just I'm really do, those costumes I'm, are fun to design right yeah yeah <laughs> i'm totally like man i just i i just yeah are there pouches that's the that's You're the... damn right. They're pouches. There's, <laughs> there's, there's one guy that, um, that I just totally like. I, I put like 80 pouches on there. It's not all of it. It's, it's a lot of traditional superhero yeah. stuff too. But it's, it's been a lot of fun to draw the superhero cool. stuff. After doing like, um, all my ghosts, um, you know, when you finish something, you know, you want to do something totally different. Yeah. So I'm doing that. I'm also doing another book, um, or a short story. Excuse me, a short story with, um, um friend of mine um which is about uh it's a slice of life thing that he wrote it's about one of his uh he, he won tickets to see saturday night live mm-hmm. um it's a writer named chad lambert who's a pretty cool guy um i've done some things with him before just but not a lot of comics i think um some illustrations and things that he's he's gotten me to do for like pieces he's written for like those weekly newspapers that are in every city you know yeah so this is the first comic I'm doing with him, and um, about ten pages I think. Um, but it's been a lot of fun because it's so I'm doing that and doing the superhero stuff. So I got a good uh, balance of the things I like to do going on now, and I'm also writing something else as well. So to awesome. Do. So I'm trying to keep busy because I just feel like it's the comic book things uh, uh, a good therapy. Yeah. You know, if I don't do that, I'm I'm. I'm unhappy. So I mean, I imagine it's like, I imagine it's a lot like a lot like music. Like for me, growing up, you know, I was in like punk rock bands and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, even if even if it doesn't 
uh, for me, just like breaking my guitar out is is good therapy, you know. Oh, so amen. Yeah, I, I'm with I, you there too. <laughs> I can imagine that that getting this stuff out on on paper is is a good way to it, to get rid of some stuff. So yeah. I've got I've got one la, la, one little thing I wanted to wrap up before before we're done. And Sweet. so the title of the the title of the book that that we read and the, the title of the book, uh, All My Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were we were we were kind of having this conversation. Uh, the the three of us that were doing this episode. Um, it are there ghosts? Are there actual ghosts, <laughs> or are the ghosts a diversion uh, for like just him, like this this sort of self discovery thing that he's going through? Uh, I totally can't answer that. You know, <laughs> it's that's the great thing about about the idea of of ghosts. Like to me, is you know, there's some people that are that totally believe in them. And there's some people that are very skeptical about them. Um, whatever you may be, you can read the story <laughs> and it works. All and right. I, tr- I, I tried really damn hard to make sure that that, that, that happens. Um, before, I, I can appreciate when I first, that. When I first did it, it was totally in my mind what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to do like a supernatural story. Uh-huh. And of course, I totally screwed it up. So that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. We, we, but, you know, uh, we, that's what we were talking about. We're like, you know, there's there's at first there's this idea that they're ghosts, you know, and everybody says they're all, you know, like the, the guys who won't go use the men's room. Uh, right, right. And then it kind of it, it goes away from that. And, and the ghosts become this very sort of like. We were we were got we got really deep in it. We're we're like, well, doesn't everybody have ghosts that they're dealing yeah. with? <laughs> Aren't we all haunted by something? <laughs> right. right. That's, there you go. That, that's where we went into it. And we're like, you know, like the 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 family who owned this newspaper, those are his ghosts, man. He's he's got the weight of all of them. And then he finally decides, like, he just says fuck it, and and kind of <laughs> kind of yep. gives up on it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Jeremy, thanks so much for, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, we can – everybody can find you at Jeremy Massey on on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazingagecomic.com is, mm-hmm. is the one right now. Uh, any place else you want to direct people to? Uh, Alterna Comics is a nice place. Okay. They put out, they put out books for me. Um, I've always – I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I'm certainly not making anybody rich, so um, – <laughs> I always want to thank him. Uh, Peter Smetty is the is the publisher. So, um, and thank you as well. Um, I, like I said, I, we got on Twitter. I got on Twitter. I see you liking things, and and uh, I I love that. And I thank everybody, and I'm so appreciative of everyone that does that, and anyone who reads my book, I'm very appreciative of. So, um, thank you. Well, we for we, appreci- me. we appreciate that you that you wrote it. So we, we really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, and, uh, you'll, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll check out what you do and we'll make sure that the people find out what you got going on. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on everybody. This is Jeremy, uh, Massey talking about all my ghosts, uh, and we'll get back to the show. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Well, but, I think that's, I think that's the, maybe it, I think we got a lot of stuff, right. As far as, I don't I guess you can't get stuff right in a critique, but no. I think we were, we were like kind of hitting we were we were hotter than we were more than yeah. we were cold. I told you but, I pegged that that like seeing a seeing a chick in a in a at a show before and yeah. that's like. But I think we did a lot of oh he must have, he must be this and he yeah. must have been that. I mean I think we hit some of them but not all of them. But yeah, it, it, great interview, great interview. But I thought it was good. So so here we go to wrap up. Uh, remember you can you can I dropped some stuff in there where you can find Jeremy. So go check his stuff out. Uh, go pick up all my ghosts. Uh, help that help that dude out. He's working on some stuff. Keep posted. Read that stuff. 
Uh, so here's what I'm gonna do, Travis. Before we're out of here, let's talk really quick. Uh, what you've been what you've been reading or watching? Let's 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 open it up. Let's open it up a little bit uh, because I know you essentially you are in the middle of moving, right? Like packing. So I know like you, and I'm in the middle of our summer reads. So you've been reading all of our summer reads. So yep. that's a given. Yeah. Are you reading anything outside of that? So um yeah I am reading um I'm reading some help self help books. Okay. Uh you can be happy too. Okay. Um uh quitters. Um, you trying to quit smoking, buddy? Again? No, that's just about about quitting your job. Oh, um, <laughs> I do have a bo- I do have a book about uh, quitting smoking. Um, but no, I I haven't. Been, you know, last time we talked, I was, you were so proud of me. I was that I was reading single issues online digitally, some dark and bloody, the uh, rebirth uh, first issues, and I and I slacked, dude. I didn't pick up any digital comics that's, since the last that's, time. That's a problem, dude. Like comic books run, they work so fast. Yeah, that if you miss like two weeks, you're like, I got so much stuff I gotta pick up. Shitty about yourself. It's like when you like like had too many cheat days in your diet. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I'm an asshole. I should be. I should be. I should be reading better. I should be reading those. So, so you've been reading uh, comic book summer stuff. Uh, a little self help. You've been watching anything? I know like your family was over, so maybe yeah, not as much yeah, watching as much, you would like. Not as much, but I, 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 I'm still loving preacher. Okay. I'm still loving preacher. I think we're I gave eight, up. We're, we're eight episodes in at this point. You gave up. I uh, here's the, what? Here's, here's what happened, Travis. I downloaded it digitally, yeah. and I was downloading it. My my wife doesn't like it, so I'm watching it kind yeah. of like on my own. Uh, and so I downloaded a couple episodes. I watched like the first three, and then I downloaded the next one, but never watched it. So I'm only three episodes in, and I haven't given up because I don't really like. It's not because I don't like it. It's just because it got lost in everything yeah, else. Yeah, I think they get better. I think each episode gets, gets better and better. So I'm get not, back I, on that shit. I, it will, it'll happen. Now I'm disappointed in you. You should be. You should be. Uh, <laughs> what about what, you? What, do you got? what are you reading? Um, I've been reading kind of on and off of stuff. I mentioned earlier. You bought some shit from DC. I bought some shit from DC I've been reading. Uh, I'm reading. The, the, the uh, city, not the uh, yeah. comic book. Uh, yeah, shit from, from the city of uh, DC. So... We're reading. We're doing an extra podcast before before you head off to Japan, right? A beer podcast. Uh, a beer podcast. We're gonna we're gonna read the comic book history of beer. So I started reading that. Yep. Uh, I read this book. I, I so I went to Bookman's. So if, uh, for those of you not in the Valley here in Arizona, uh, there is a bookstore called Bookman's, which is a bunch of used books, and mm-hmm. they have a section of graphic novels and trades and stuff. I found a stack. A glorious stack of 80s graphic novels from Marvel, which is right now like my crack cocaine. Yep. Uh, I picked – I found a DC one uh, about this preacher in the future. You showed me this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> preacher in the future. Uh, a mankind, men have stopped being able to impregnate women except for this one guy, and he's a preacher. <laughs> so he goes around – Banging chicks. Whoa, whoa! Spoiler alert. What if people want to go look through their there's, there's no bookstores to find uh, me a rare and copy? Joe Preacher? I think is the name of the book. Me and Joe Preacher. Me and Joe Preacher. Uh, it is ridiculous. I enjoyed every minute of it. It's sexy too. It is. It's got some sexy it's stuff steamy. in it for nineteen for nineteen eighties DC. It's got some sexy stuff in it. I've been reading that and just some some weirdo stuff that I picked up. I talked about it in the last podcast. The Last Man is one I picked up. It's like a French manga, and I don't read a lot of manga, so I'm checking it out. I kind of like that. Um, watching. Dude, have you seen Stranger Things yet on Netflix? No, no, no you, uh, you've been tweeting about this shit for mother, days, man. Mother of shit. You need... Did it just come out? Yes, it just dropped, like, this last week. Yeah, we're you, this recording, yeah. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, from when we recorded this. So it's been out for a couple weeks now. Here's what you need to do. You need to dedicate yourself 
It's eight episodes. What's the premise? You got you got like two minutes. Do you, do you like eighties? Do you have any sort of eighties nostalgia? Yeah. Do you like Steven Spielberg? Yeah. You like a little Stephen King? Yeah. You like any movie produced in that time period that's a little horror, a little mystical, a little something? Yeah. You need to watch this damn show. It's about these kids who get kind of wrapped up in this uh, science. Some strange things. Some strange things. Winona Ryder's in it. Uh, she plays a mom. Kind of. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really. Give love me back into it, Josh. Give me back into it. Give me back uh, into it. Give me something else. The episode starts off with a bunch of kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay, I'm and riding their bikes through the woods. Oh, so right. it is, is there an alien in the basket? Uh, there's not an alien. Okay, I'm going back and back. Can I get a little bit? Can we there's back a in? monster. Like, oh, all right, come <laughs> so, closer, <laughs> you sir. I, I shit you not. This is the best thing I've seen on Netflix. Did you binge it? Are you done? Oh, we're done. We're how many episodes? Eight episodes. You have to watch it. Yeah, I've heard. I've, yeah, people responded to your tweets like it was fucking crack cocaine. It, it, it is yeah. crack cocaine. All right. So, it, what? Question. Are you? Here's what I'm Will talking. I be scared? Because no, I, I don't no, want to it's, be, it's okay. not scared. Are, yeah. are you sick of like everything just being? Uh, are you sick of everything being no, just right, the like same? everything is just? Oh, that was a movie already. That was a comic yeah, book yeah, already. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a yeah, novel already. Yeah, yeah. Derivative. This, yeah, this is a original thing. Now it is very homage. Okay. So there are some straight up homages, but it is not a reboot. It's not a second telling of. Yeah. It's not a new version of this. Okay. It's got a, It's got like a touch of Spielberg, a touch of X Files, a touch of like um, '80s horror movies, a touch of like Stephen King. It's glorious. Watch it. Do it. You got it. Done. All right, man. That's what I'm gonna do. As soon as you leave this house, in fact, you gotta go. I'll close it down. <laughs> All this right. is the Comic Exposure Podcast. You can find us at at Comic Exposure on Twitter. You can email us at Comic Exposure at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can uh, rate us and review us on iTunes. You always appreciate that. And if you want a nice little boot crate, you can leave yeah. us a review and let uh, us know find you us. It. Find us on the www. I was going through the whole thing. Comicexposure dot com. I was gonna prove to you that I could do our end. <laughs> but you didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next trade.